Mauricio, welcome to a rebooted version of NFT Hype here. We're going to be talking uh, to you about art and AI. And uh, I'd love to have you as the initial guest back after a long hiatus on this podcast. Uh, been quite busy in the industry, just uh, helping clients and also uh, seeing a lot of developments over the last few years since uh, we launched NFT Hype back in 2020, one of the first NFT podcasts ever. Uh, how have you been? And uh, let us know a little bit about yourself. Hey there, Johan. Thank you for having me. Hi, everyone. I'm Mauricio Rique. I'm uh, also known as Mr. Rero or Crypto Chiapas in the Twitter sphere. Uh, I'm mostly just do, I guess, NFT art, crypto art. Um, and I have... Uh, I'm a developer by the side, so I also do uh, work with Unity coding for for mobile development, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that. It's been good. It's been good. Where are you from, Mauricio? Um, I'm originally from Mexico, uh, from Chiapas, which is like the southernmost state in Mexico. Uh, it's where the Lacandona uh, jungle is in. I don't know if anyone will recognize that, but yeah, I'll, let me throw that uh, out there. So the first time I came across you and your art, Mauricio, was on the Wax blockchain. Um, I was Wax was one of the first sort of blockchains that I got involved into from an NFT perspective. They were going down the whole uh, collectibles route mm -hmm. in early 2020 and even previously. And mm -hmm. it was an easy pivot for them into NFTs. Uh, while I was on there collecting different things, GPK, uh, Topps Baseball, uh, I found your art and you were in the community, you were yeah. in some auctions, you were actually releasing some art that looked like it was done by AI at the time. So you were at actually... the time. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know a little bit about that. Okay, so I guess I can also let, let me get it. Let me give a bit of a bit of background. Uh, I also joined Wax around 2020, uh, which is when the first NFT train started. Like uh, I, I was just in the webs, and I came across with the term NFT, and I guess it got it got a, it became a huge rabbit hole from there. So with Wax, uh, I came across Wax thanks to a friend. Um, they recommended it to me. Uh, and I, I, I joined around, I don't know if you remember the Go Pepe trading cards. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah, for, I, I remember around that time. And it wasn't at first that I became like uh, into creating NFTs, but rather just collecting. And like you said, like, I guess the, the whole collectible thing was what pulled me into wax. So when I, I think I waited like three months before doing my first NFT on wax. Um, when I first did that, I didn't know what to do really. Um, I, I didn't know how to, I guess, give 
my art a concept that I could work on. So thinking about things and researching a bit, um, I'm a huge photography fan by the by the side. So I kind of bounce uh, around uh, an idea of how to how to make animations with photography, and then I came I came uh, to find one one software that allowed you to do this sort of geometrization of of pictures like you uploaded uh, a picture into the software and then the software uh, gave you a picture back um but i guess reimagined as only using geometrical forms uh basic geometrical forms and i guess from there uh, you could say it was like sort of ai-ish uh, back at the time but it has definitely blown up uh, until now, I guess, because the algorithms have been getting better. But back then, I guess AI made sense because it, it wasn't like your typical AI, but rather like uh, there, there's a name for it. I, I can't remember quite right now what it is, but it's basically uh, in the middle between going from from something very basic, something, some computer program that's very basic to artificial intelligence, what it's generally um, accepted as artificial intelligence. But I guess, yeah, you could say it was kind of going to the AI direction because of the way the program uh, learns or abstracts the image and then reimagines re re it making it like this whole new new artwork that comes out of it don't know if i yeah and, myself correctly there yeah so if i remember correctly and i still own some of your nfts um Thank you, they man. were yeah, yeah i was a big supporter of you and um i feel like i liked it because well it was animated right so it wasn't yeah. a static image but i feel like what you're saying is that it started as a static image and then through the some algorithms, uh, it broke the it it reconstituted that image based on just geometric shapes. Yeah, pretty uh, much that was what happened at first. I guess I, I I knew I wanted to do something related to photography, but I didn't want it to look or feel like a static image, like all, almost every other NFT out there. So the idea of anima animating it, it's usually that that part is all uh, manual labor. Um, what the the software does is that it throws back a, a GIF file, but I do some editing to it and make it look like it's uh, like animating uh, more quickly and these sort of loops that you've seen before on my on my artworks. Ah, right. It looped. That's yeah. right. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. It, it looped. But that part, that the 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 whole animation process is all handmade. Like uh, I go into Premiere and edit uh, some frames and do some kind of adjusting here and there. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Uh, yeah. So also, the original image was yours. Yeah, every image it's is is mine. Aside the one that I the one collab I did with Classy. Ah yes. Uh, yeah, with with play. Yeah, with with him. Uh, that was the only image that he only asked me to geometrize and animate, and we did this sort of 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 collab. 
Uh, but other than that, every other image is mine. I've taken all of them. That was I I I like them and um I I especially like the looping part because it's just yeah. like I feel like I I was a collector as well back then and, and and just having images like that I always just envision it as up on a digital screen somewhere mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. being left there to just be and yeah. most of the times I think having a nice looped image would would be great um and that's how i've always collected right so i definitely yeah. thought that at the time your your uh pieces were worth the collecting so thank you uh and yeah i guess i guess i could say it's a digital image that you can leave hanging around somewhere and it will keep uh behaving like it does like it will keep looping and and anyone who 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 comes across it will will see that. Um, I guess going into the route of internet culture, it's mostly related to like the GIF uh, files and uh, GIF videos that we send to each other on chats and all of that. And most of them are loopable. So I guess that's one way of, of putting it. Like you, all, you always expect something on the web to be static, but something that always highlights or or or, or gets uh, more i guess it's easier to catch to the uh, to the eye uh, it's always like the gif images or anything that's animated like you said so that brings up a good point actually i mean if you look at traditional art done on a canvas or traditional medium it's always a static image yeah. and you know it's been done for centuries. However, with this whole movement of digital art, it's the the movement, the looping, the sound could possibly even be there. It just brings in an, a, a, a total new uh, experience. Um, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, as an artist, do you do you find like there's an upside to that or? Uh, people love in real life stuff things like you can't obviously touch that art other than a smooth screen but you can hear it and you can have a extra sensory you know experience but you can't touch it you know so yeah it's not tangible i guess that's the i guess that was one of the key discussions back when nft nfts first started but it was also one among the first discussions when digital art started like People thought of digital art as something not worthwhile because it wasn't physical. And I guess since art is a representation of its era, um, it makes sense for art to begin take most forms, like you say, like this new canvas that you get uh, using audio, using video, using animations, using static images, all of that. Um, for sure, I guess it's important for some to have like the physical artwork, but going into a digital space or a digital era before NFTs, there wasn't really a way of, uh, I guess, giving something like property mm -hmm. or th this concept of property. 
until uh, NFTs, really. Until NFTs, yeah. I, I know you understand it, but for some of them out, uh, for for some of the listeners that might not understand what what we mean is that basically before having some sort of of token or some sort of proof that told you that this was a unique uh, piece of data, digital images could be downloadable, and they are they still are. But it's not the same. Like when you buy a house, uh, the the paper that gives you the ownership of the house is just a, that a piece of paper. But yeah. you are not. You are really not. Not the the. You are. You really don't have that that space. You only have a piece of paper that tells you you are the owner. But say for example, if tomorrow something were to happen and you, you were to lose that or something, uh, I don't know, anything crazy, there, there really isn't some, some sort of, uh, of concept or abstraction that we can have to properly recognize someone as the owner. With NFTs, is so going into that way, like what you, what you mentioned, NFTs became this sort of way of verifying ownership or of something, of some piece of digital data. And and I guess that kind of opened up the whole the whole bottle. But yeah, uh, it's like, like trying to sell that piece now becomes yeah, increasingly difficult sell. if it's not for yours, sure. right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I guess if we go into the into that, like art theft has always happened. Uh, people trying to copy other other people's um, artworks all, always has happened, even from from medieval times. I mean, there, there are, there's uh, known. It's known in the art industry to like for the forgery uh, stuff. Like, th there are people who learn a lot about some specific artist, and they try to make uh, forgeries of 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 their artworks to try and sell them. Like, it's if you if you think about it, it's pretty much the same thing that has happened before. But with this new, with this new lens of everything is digital, everything is is on the on the web, pretty much. So uh, some sort of transformation of the of the things that have always happened. Yeah, you know, you bring up a good point because I was talking to uh, a legal expert who is a uh, expert on NFTs as well. And he mentioned that uh, NFTs and art on NFTs is almost as big an art movement as some of the big art movements that happened back in in the past. Like, for example, Cubism or or Modernism or all of those movements. They or you know Impressionism, NFTs have added to the art world on that level. And we're going to be looking back in 20 years and going, wow, this was a huge movement and a shift. Yeah, um, definitely. Mostly, I guess, because of the democratic democratization of, of accessing the art, the art uh, industry. Um, going a bit into what you mentioned, that you reminded me of something one friend said once. Uh, I believe... What was it? No, sorry, no, no, it wasn't a friend. I believe I'm sure it was back in 2021, 2022. There was this event on at Mexico City called the Non-NFT Summit. And I got to go there, meet some friends that 
we hung around and there was uh, conversations going on there and someone mentioned that nfts not all nfts are crypto art but all of the crypto art words out there are nfts right so I, that that's what that's what i guess what you what you're going with like the the since nfts can be pretty much anything um the art aspects of it definitely open up like the the genie's bottle the genie slump i don't i don't know what to how to explain that properly in english but um it definitely opened a whole lot of of possibilities to people that haven't ha, that weren't there before and as you say we will be looking backwards in future and 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 seeing like what sort of 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 ideas what sort of of concepts the 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 nfts brought to 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 the art industry as a whole for sure so like given that evolution now and you made a good distinction there that the nft technology is uh something new uh mm -hmm. it it proves that it proves digital digital ownership like like you've said so we've had the original rail of the blockchain now we've added an additional rail on top of that of the nft mm -hmm. so now that affects certain things and and not every piece of uh not every nft is an, is art so then that comes to like an nft could be a ticket or mm -hmm. a uh a proof of attendance or something mm -hmm. like that a poem yeah um yeah. but is nft tech now being used to further the art movement what does ai do to this now because here you now have a whole bunch of tools that have been introduced to artists would-be artists of all different levels the ability to produce digital art that are sometimes beautiful and sometimes great and sometimes uh not uh their original stuff in, in a way like how does this affect the industry well as a whole let me i guess first start with ai became this sort of like boom back with like similar with nfts where everyone was trying to use it um but the the key distinction here is that AI allows for far more experimentation and far more more imaginary possibilities um, as a, for for an individual. Uh, if you wanted to make, for example, a, a thousand uh, artworks, um, I don't know, maybe ten years ago, you needed to do them all. Maybe you could automize, uh, automatize some more some part of the pro of the process. But you you really wouldn't be able to do that as quick as you can now. Um, I guess that's the key element of 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 AI here. Like it 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 enables artists to be self sufficient at a at a further level. Like you can now have access to this array of of tools that you can use for for expanding your own your own artworks and i guess the 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 question here really is how will it be used because i mean it's li like anything i believe ai is just a tool 
Um, I don't know if you've seen like the whole debacle that has been going on, for example, with the with the Hollywood writers that they're on strike and uh, I guess trying to fight AI, uh, some sort of AI issues. Yeah, their, yeah, I, in, saw, in I saw that. Yeah, for sure. Like there, there are a lot of of valid uh, concerns that people have. Uh, I do share some of them, um, but at the end of the day, I still believe AI is just a tool, and it, it will really depend on us how we use it. Um, for example, if we go into the whole like uh, everything right now is like murky water. You you really don't know what's right, what's wrong, but I'm always been positive that if you know, for example, what's the some sort of rules that we all can agree on, like for example, theft is wrong, um, copying some something uh, and claiming it's yours is wrong, uh, don't lie, every some like the basic rules that we can all share. Uh, I guess we can also apply them here. Like for example, if you want to to make original content. Yes, you can use, for example, some sort of stable diffusion model to create your images. But if you want to to be like as original as possible, you could also just use your own pictures to train the model. I don't know if that uh, kind of explains it. Yeah, I yeah, guess... that does. It, it, so mm-hmm. I think what you're trying to say is that the story and the lore is also important an important part of the art itself. I mean, it always has been. Um, Back in college, I studied digital arts in college and we had like all of the, all of the usual art classes that you would see in any other art course. Um, So one part of that was always the concept Uh, for something to be considered art. I guess some can say it really doesn't need to have a concept. But for me, if something, if an artwork doesn't transmit some sort of idea that the author wants to portray, it really can't be considered artwork because if else, then it's not really trying to transmit everything. It's just a blob of, of 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 things i ah. don't know if i explain myself there no the, but what i'm hearing is like if i just went and went on a prompt frenzy and came up with some cool looking pieces it may not be as cool as if there was some sort of idea behind it yeah for sure for sure because at the end of the day it kind of translates this into you just hit random uh, a random <laughs> button and you don't you don't really know what you are doing but for example if you begin with a concept that you know and and i don't maybe you want to to use the ai for example to create i don't know maybe an image of um of planets or galaxies for example you are coming from a concept that you first uh, imagined and then executed which is different than first executing it, then imagining it. So I mean, it, it's some sort of experimentative process for sure. But at the end of the day, I, I am sure there definitely needs to be some sort of underlying idea behind each artwork. So I I get where you're coming from. Like I'm a trained engineer, and this has yeah. nothing to do with any of my training. So, but 
you as a trained artist, I feel like that it was, you know, something that was definitely in your curriculum and it totally makes sense. So I'm glad I'm having yeah. this conversation with you because it's uh, opening up my eyes. Yeah, no worries. And I, I guess it really depends who you ask. Um, there are artists that will claim, for example, not all artwork needs to be conceptually complex. And at the end of the day, I guess for NFTs, going back a bit to to the to the key issue here, for NFTs, it really it's still, I guess, sort of early to tell what will be what will happen. But you can definitely see some some sort of of of. Uh, roads that the industry is taking or arts are uh artists are are going for for you mentioned that nfts definitely democratizes the market so yeah. that enables an artist to sell their work right for, sure. for example for sure. you being where you are in your part of the world allowed you to find me who was a collector of your art in another yeah. part of the world right like that's that's by itself, that is a, a step forward. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy, really. Like, I never imagined myself getting to know people from all over the world thanks to to the NFT space and, and Twitter, for sure, and Telegram, I, I guess, for us, because Wax was mostly um, Telegram groups back then, and you really didn't have any other choice than just be there. Yeah, and that kind of it was definitely an, an eye-opening moment. Like you, you get to know people, interesting people, friends even, and they are all in different parts of the world. And that, I guess, having come from a small town in Chiapas, you really don't get to see that very often. Yeah, have you so ever been outside yeah. of Mexico? Not really. Uh, wow. I guess Guatemala. Guatemala could be one, but uh, it, it's kind of a joke we tell between uh, between people from Chiapas that Chiapas is pretty much just Guatemala. Okay. Yeah, because the, we share. Uh, we we were we were part of the Guatemalan Republic before we joined uh, Mexico. I believe I'm not sure if I'm correct, but it was uh, after the Spanish colonies fell here in in in, in South America and North America, and um, everyone just became independent, right? So Chiapas was part of Guatemala, uh, and then we had some sort of issues there, and we ended up uh, getting into Mexico. We got annexed by Mexico by choice. Interesting. I I yeah. have a feeling I I that Chiapas has uh, a um, pyramid. Yeah, we do. We do. So Mayans live there, um, and they inhabited most of what everyone knows, like uh, the part of the Yucatan Peninsula, uh, where where Cancun is, and and all of the other more known pyramids, but. Mayans lived in Chiapas around, I believe, from 2,000 years to 1,000 years ago. Not okay. sure. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, th they lived there and we have a lot of, of, of ruins there. Uh, there. There are some that even say that we haven't discovered them all. Wow. Because, 
yeah, it's it was pretty yeah, Chiapas is pretty big for sure. Like I guess I don't know exactly how how big it is, but I'm sure it's like uh, at least more big than Spain. For sure. Oh, really? So you can drive yeah. from one end to the other and how long do you think? Uh maybe 5 hours, 6 hours. Okay. That gives a good idea yeah. of size. Yeah, maybe be maybe longer because it's a mountainous terrain and there are aren't a lot of, of developed roads. Ah. So there are parts parts of it that you can't really go uh any other way other than to, than walking or maybe through a river or something. Okay. It's kind of yeah, it's kind of a virgin territory still. It's wow. it's nice. It's nice. It's like taking a trip back in time. I think my father went there on a trip to Mexico. I um maybe I think I remember him saying something about that uh, pyramid. Um, yeah, so uh, Mauricio, let's get back to the to the AI stuff. Okay. Um, we have the rails that allows you to sell something to me, and and we have that. That's in place. Now we have the increased productivity of an artist, and also the 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 increased, I guess you'd say, supply of art on the market. So that bring, I, I think of it as increased supply. I yeah, could go out sure. there and create a piece now, which is very exciting to me because of, uh, I've, I've always wanted to do a collection, but I always wanted it to have some sort of idea behind it. So what you're saying is, um, it's now the time is ripe for something like that. So somebody like me yeah, who's been on the sidelines for a long time. I finally could probably put something out there that's visually appealing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the democratization that AI brings and also NFTs together, it's like you say, exponential. And definitely if if there's anyone uh, like you out there that wants to go into creating art and, and NFTs, they um, I'm I highly encourage that. I highly encourage you to to take that trip because it's I guess it's exciting. And at the end of the day, like you say, the full supply of the market is now more diluted um, because of the democratization of, of technologies such as this. But at the end of the day, I guess going back a bit to the concept thing, if you try to do unique uh, things, some things that want to transmit something special to you and also have that deeper meaning, then that on its own stands uh, much more than if you were to just mint a PFP um, collection using AI. Don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, like kooky crocodiles mm -hmm. or something weird, right? Like yeah, I get you. Yeah, because yeah, because that's pretty much like uh, an already known concept, and just I guess dilutes more the market. And yeah, it's just a it's just a trend that everyone will get tired of at the end of the day. Yeah, fair enough. Now I'm looking at some of the the tools out there to actually do some of these things, and I'm reading through things like uh, let's see here. Uh, there's Canva has some AI tools, Night Cafe, Mid Journey, uh, yeah, Mid Deep Journey. AI. There are a lot of, of tools right now. They're, they're really, I guess, 
Um, if anyone wants to work with these, feel free to experiment with them all because they all have their unique, uh, their unique specifications, right? Uh, you could see maybe something more simple coming out of, I don't know, maybe stable diffusion than other, uh, than other models or other, um, yeah, other models, but it's definitely like the, the tools are out there for sure. And there are a lot of tools for everything, like creating images, creating art text, creating video, creating voice. So it really much depends, I guess, right now, uh, what is it that you want to transmit and what are the tools that you want to use? I guess the that's, major uh, players, I guess, are OpenAI and Stability AI. Uh, yes. One has DAL-E and the other one has uh, Stable Diffusion. It's stable Diffusion, yes. And I see some of the pros and cons of these. Like They're definitely fast and you have to be good at prompting. Um, my partner... Yeah also uses stable diffusion quite a bit in mid journey uh, to come up with different things and the images are just so great um now you gotta do you know anything about the copyrights regarding this stuff for copyrights as far as i know it's like going back into what i mentioned like as long as you don't train your model with copyrighted images you're good to go but at I the see. end of the day, yeah, that, at least that's what I know. I'm not sure. It's still it's still um, early to find some sort of ruling, but I guess it kind of depends how much does your artwork uh, has from other other images. I'm not sure how to navigate this. To be honest, it's some sort of uh, some sort of complex thing to do for sure what i'm seeing is um, like some of the tools have it depends on the tool that you're using yeah like some could be the image is copyrighted or and you have certain commercial rights to it and some that you don't so definitely check out the terms of the tool that you're using to yeah to do. definitely yeah that, that's definitely one 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 good idea um for sure also i guess going into that part would be uh don't overuse ai too much because there are ways uh, for the, i believe i've seen ha headlines and read some news that there are definitely ways of knowing uh if one content is ai generated but also going into like where does everything come from like trying to pinpoint exactly where where it, where it came from ah that's okay um, that's a good, that's a good... Are, yeah that there are some there there are some developers working on that I'm sure um but I'm not I'm not certain if that's uh doable right now so, so what, what I hear you're saying is like you almost have to give credit to the AI tool in your in your uh sort of credits. I'm not sure if to the AI tool uh but definitely make it known I guess because at the end of the day uh, everyone can can look up what you what you did, what you upload into the internet, and with NFTs they know who did it, right? So interesting. Uh, I okay. guess yeah. I guess for I, I guess this is mostly a question of just don't don't overuse, and I guess be cautious ab about it. I guess that it, would be. It one, feels like yeah, a lot of tip. the the mystery is is gone 
with the creation of art, which could be a good thing. I mean, right? Uh, I, I feel I like mean, for little... sure, for sure. So what with with an, with AI and NFTs, I'm guessing we will be exploring a lot more about the the what humans think of of art. Like there will be something that we can at the end of the day agree that it's art uh based off of the experiences that we that we get from the use of nfts and, and ai for example the, uh, um i still don't know what or 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 how many things we will see like what concepts will arise from this but i can definitely see that happening like with data right so the ethics behind the creation of art is just have become so much more important for sure um, for sure I, i'm reading a an article here around the ethics of making and publishing ai art and um there's a quote by um nicholas cole that says the generative system can't function without the stolen life's work of countless passionate people just like me they each brought their lived experiences opinions fixations and points of view to their bodies of work, only now to have them smashed together inexpertly and touted as original art. So yeah, that that's one 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 concern I do have. Like I I know for for a fact for for certain that for a lot of people having their artwork stolen mean much to them. Um, definitely, we need a we need a proper way to navigate this. I guess. There are people that say some regulation is in order for things like this, for example, with copyright and all of that. So I guess going back a bit, it's always like, be cautious, don't overuse it, um, but also try to make something new. Try to make something that you did, not anyone, not, not someone else. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good... That's a, a, that's, at the end of the, of the day, that's what art is. Yeah. You're not wrong. So, Mauricio, I just wanted to say thank you for joining me on this podcast today. Um, it was an excellent conversation. Where can people catch up with you and find um, more about what you're up to? Uh, you can definitely search me at uh, Twitter uh, at Chiapas Crypto. Okay. Or, or in in any any other social media, you can find me in. Instagram, I think it's Mr. Underscore R underscore R R I R O, Mr. R Riro, uh, something like that. Uh, but definitely on Twitter, you'll see me more on Twitter. I will link your your bio with this uh, release. So again, okay, thanks thank again you. for the awesome talk. It was awesome having you on there, and um, we should probably do a follow up one uh, talking about the deeper issues that go along and maybe some headlines that that happen uh yeah definitely this. i would be i would be honored and thank you for the invite it was a pleasure johan okay thank you very much and thanks again for tuning in folks bye <laughs>